Good morning. Good morning. Well, that was pretty pathetic, but hey. It's actually a wonderful sign as you talk and fellowship and visit one another. That's a good thing. Get to know someone. If there's someone here that you don't know, uh, please take the time to find out what their name is and just you know share information, get to know one another. Uh, we want to be a family that's joined together by the Holy Spirit, obviously. But it's good to know each other, and uh, we're going to actually work on that a little bit today, and I hope that you enjoy what God has prepared. Let's open with prayer, shall we, and just invite his presence. He's already here because you brought him with you. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, his spirit dwells within. We learned that in our Sunday school class about you are now the temple of his Holy Spirit. So let's rejoice in that truth. And just pray that his presence will just saturate our souls. Lord God, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord, that we can bring you everywhere we go because you're always with us. Thank you for having a special anointing on the gathering of your, of your children, your family. As we come together in worship, may you be glorified in our midst. May we be lifted up in our spirit. May we find that joy of, of just knowing you and worshiping together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you've been around for just a few years, you probably would know this song. Uh, and if you don't know it, it's uh, that's okay. It goes back to, let's see, what year? 1998. Okay. Woo! We're really dipping back into the time, time, uh, time machine here. But this was a really popular song for a very long time. I hope you know the song. Is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart. Come, just as you are to worship. Come, just as you are before your God. Come, one day every tongue will confess you are God. One day every knee will bow. Still the greatest treasure remains for those who gladly choose you now. One day every tongue will confess you are God. One day every knee will bow. Still the greatest treasure remains for those who gladly choose you now. Come, now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart. Come, just as you are to worship. Come, just as you are before your God. Come, willingly we choose to surrender our lives. Willingly our knees will bow. With all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we gladly choose you now. Willingly we choose to surrender our lives. Willingly our knees will bow. With all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we gladly choose you now. Come, 
is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart. Come, this is you are to worship. Come, just as you are before your God. Come, hallelujah. Amen. It's good to come together and worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, honestly, we're going to go back just a little further in time for this next song. And let's sing and rejoice in knowing that Jesus is not dead. Amen? He's not in a grave. He's not behind that big stone anymore. And by the way, they didn't have to move the stone to let him out. How many know that? <laughs> they, let the, they moved the stone so we could look in. And, and, and go, huh, where'd he go? God sent his son. His name is Jesus. Let's sing about that, shall we? God sent his son. They called him Jesus. He came to love, heal, and forgive. He bled and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. How sweet to hold a newborn baby and feel the pride and joy he gives. But greater still, the calm assurance this child can face uncertain days because Christ lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow because he lives. All fear is gone because I know the future and life is worth the living just because he lives and then one day I'll cross that river I'll fight life's final war with pain and then as death gives way to victory I'll see the light of glory and 
I'll know He reigns because He lives. I can face tomorrow because He lives. All fear is gone because I know He holds the future. Life is worth the living just because He lives. One more time. Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because He lives, all fear is gone. Because I know He holds the future. Life is worth the living just because He lives, and life is worth the living just because He lives. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord God, we're so thankful you're alive and well. And it's beyond that. It's even more awesome than just that truth. As you left uh, after spending 40 days here on this earth, having risen from the dead, seeing many different people, the disciples, 500 others at one time, so many different written accordances of your, your presence on earth, you ascended because you promised you needed to go so that the Holy Spirit could come. And you fulfilled your promise. Now your spirit lives within us. And, and, and one can say, Jesus is in my heart. One can say, the Holy Spirit dwells within as I have become his temple and the place of his holiness. Not because of our goodness, Lord. Not because of what we are able to do to deserve this or somehow to be perfectly made so that we are able to receive. We can't, we can't earn it, Lord. But you fulfilled your promise. You sent your Holy Spirit to convict us, to show us we needed a Savior. And having repented of our sins, Lord, we are now saying yes to you. We want to love you and serve you all our days. And now your presence is here. In this place, in our hearts, we, we want to not only know it in our minds, in our head, that you are real, that you are alive, but Lord, help us to sense your presence also. That our soul that longs for you will just know your presence here in this place here in our hearts. That is the fullness of the truth. You are alive and your spirit dwells within. Thank you for that, Lord. Hallelujah. We also thank you, Lord, for the privilege to give, and we ask your anointing on all who are able to be a part of that through the giving of your tithes and your offerings. We bless you for this, and we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to continue to worship the Lord. And as we do, you're welcome to give in the offering here in person uh, through the offering plates if you haven't already. Some of you already have. Uh, or maybe just use the online app, whatever you are led to do. Uh, we thank, thank you for your faithfulness in giving. We had a pretty cool um, dinner church this last Wednesday that I missed out on. But I, uh, we're making transitions to a new place. And uh, so we're going to take just a few weeks off before we get it kicked back going again. But we had over 50 people show up. Uh, some of the new faces, I saw them going through, and I'm like, whoa, hey, 
I don't, I don't remember that person being here before. And, and who's that? It was pretty cool. As I'm exiting to go to the youth meeting, people are coming in, and they're just bubbly and just excited to be there. And I, what, what a good God we serve. Amen. And, and many of those people will never be here in this sanctuary, and that's okay because that's their church. And that's what we, that's what we are led to do is bring, bring an a opportunity to minister in a place, in a way that some people will never come here, but they can find God's love there. Amen? Well, we're able to do that because of your faithfulness and your donations for you know, different causes. So thank you for your faithfulness. We go through hard times, but we are never alone, and that's what this song is all about. God's presence lives within us. So let's continue to worship, shall we? When I walk through deep waters, I know that you will be with me. When I'm standing in the fire, I will not be overcome. Through the valley of the shadow, I will not fear, I am not alone, I am not alone. You will go before me, you will never leave me. I am not alone, I am not alone. You will go before me, you will never leave me. In the midst of deep sorrow, I see your light is breaking through. The dark of night will not overtake me. I am pressing into you. Lord, you fight my every battle. And I will not fear, I am not alone, I am not alone. You will go before me, you will never leave me. I am not alone, I am not alone. You will go before me, you will never leave me. You amaze me. Call me as your own. You amaze me, redeem me. You call me as your own. You amaze me, redeem me. You call me as your own. You amaze me, redeem me. You call me as your own. You're my strength. You're my defender, you're my refuge in the storm. Through these trials, 
You've always been faithful. You bring healing to my soul. I am not alone. I am not alone. You will go before me. You will never leave me. I am not alone. I am not alone. You will go before me. You will never leave me. I am not alone. I am not alone. You will go before me. You will never leave me. I am not alone. I am not alone. You will go before me. You will never leave me. Could walk 
right through it. My fears were drowned in perfect love. You rescued me so I could stand and sing. I am a child of God. You split the sea so I could walk right drowned in perfect love You rescued me so I could stand and sing I am a child of God I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child is welcome here and I stand against the enemy who wants to steal away this joy the enemy wants to end the peace which passes understanding the enemy wants to build a stronghold that holds us away from your love and Lord I speak against him right now in Jesus name And not just any name, but Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and our Savior, the King of kings, Lord of lords, Father God, Holy Spirit, all of who God is. Lord, we know that you can remove the enemy from this place. He is not welcome here, Lord. Satan, demonic strongholds, demons that want to interrupt, take away from what you're doing here. Lord, we plead the blood of of Jesus Christ and we rebuke the enemy. In Jesus' name. Now, some of you might wonder, why am I praying this way? Well, I want you to have a clear heart and a clear mind without distraction. God's speaking to someone today. But the enemy doesn't want you to hear his voice. In Jesus' name, we claim victory. The enemy is already conquered. He's given some freedom to do his thing. But right now, at this moment, he does not have a hold on you. Listen 
to the voice of God. He's speaking. He's pouring out his love, his joy, and his peace. Receive it, I pray. Listen. Listen. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind because I know there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus I just want to speak the name of Jesus Till every dark addiction starts to break Declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus Cause your name is power Your name is healing, your name is life. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Over fear and all anxiety Till every soul held captive by depression I speak Jesus Cause your name is power Your name is healing Your name is life Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy, Jesus for my family. Speak the holy name of Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name of Jesus. Your name is power, your name is healing, your name is life. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. Cause your name is power, 
Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Over every heart and every mind Cause I know there is peace within His presence I speak Jesus Hallelujah Lord Jesus We just stand here this morning To worship you Lord And just call out your name. We do. Just just lift his name up right now. Just praise your name, Lord. Lord, we just thank you, God. We praise you. Praise you, God. We just lift you up, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for everything you've given us, Jesus. That we can come to you, God. That you hear us, Lord. You hear our prayers. You wrap your arms of love around us, Lord. You love us, Lord, in every step that we're going through, God. We thank you, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you would pour out your spirit upon this, this congregation, here in person, online, and within this community, God. We pray that you will touch each every one, Lord. And Lord, uh, we come as a desperate people, Lord, for you, Jesus. To lean upon you, God. You know that there's the, the needs that are out here right now, God. I pray that you would minister to everybody here, God. Whether it's healing, financial, provision, Emotional or whatever the needs are, God. I pray that you would do that, Lord. And Lord, as Pastor mentioned just a little bit ago, that there's that you're speaking to somebody today, God. I pray, I pray that we'd open their hearts for you, God, right now. Throughout this whole service and how the message goes, that you would speak to them with their Holy Spirit and they would act upon whatever it is that you want. And let them know that you love them, God. Thank you for that. Now, Lord, I just pray that you would have your way with the rest of this service. That you would minister here this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Well, good morning. It is wonderful to, to be here to worship God. I'm seeing a lot of happy faces, and earlier as people were talking, a lot of good things going on. Um, briefly, I'll talk about a little bit about the dinner church there. We are, um, in, as Pastor mentioned, we are in a point of um, transition with, with that. And I can confirm that we, on March 1st, we are, March 1st, we are going to have the dinner church over at... Uh, um, the Ivy Society building for, that's the new name 
uh, for what used to be the old Hungry Joe Hall over there by the jug. So the, um, it's, it's called the Ivy. And now, Old Hungry Joe's there by the loaf and jug. March 1st, starting at 6 p.m. Yeah, we'll have them at 6 p.m. That's where we're going to meet for that. And um, I'll be getting together with a lot of people who've been providing some help with that. I thank so many people who've been helping with that. But uh, we'll be talking to different things, different people there. So, okay. And then... Just a, just a second. And then um, afterwards, uh, this this Friday, um, on February 10th, here in the church down below, we'll be meeting with SALT, which is our seniors ministry here at the church. If you can come there at 2 p.m. on Friday, if you're hearing about in that regard. There's a ladies' coffee this Saturday. Um February 11th at 9.30. Um, Tina and Kenzie will be hosting it here at the church. So ladies, if you can come for that, that would be a great time. There is a Super Bowl party um, Sunday, February 12th, 4 p.m. here at the church. So if you want to come watch the game together, guys, I'll come here and uh, we'll bring a snack to share at 4 p.m. next Sunday in that Youth Winter Retreat for the Teenagers March 3rd through 5th into Sydney Assembly of God. It's $75 per student. See Levi if you have any questions on that in that regard. So, um, there was a kids' ministries meeting here on February 9th, also at 6.30 at the church here. So if you're involved in the kids' ministries there, that'd be great. Um, please plan on being here. So, we, it is BGMC Sunday. And we have an opportunity to look at our kids, this Boys and Girls Ministries Crusade around the world. We help raise money to provide for literature and other things um, our children do around the world, some of our ministries. I have a letter here from, um, we are going to, this morning here, when, when the children are dismissed, we're going to talk about Tanzania right there. And what's interesting about this is that we have one of our um, missionaries, um, Nate and Tammy Lashway, you know, whom our church here we support. They are going to, um, you know, um, that's their country where they're at. And I have, a, I actually have a short letter here from from Nate. Here it says, uh, "Dear boys and girls, recently BGMC provided us with funds to purchase puppets in children's ministries." ministry materials to use in our base camp missionary development center here in Tanzania. Those funds have been such a blessing over and over during the years. BGMC has partnered with us in our work in Madagascar and now in, in the Swahili zone, helping us to buy sound systems, children's ministry materials, printing materials, copiers, and so much more. We are forever grateful. Blessings, Nate Lashway. Now, what's cool? What's kind of cool with me is um, when I was in when I was in, when I was in Bible college in in um, nor- at Northwest, I actually was going to Nate and Tammy were going there at the same time as I was. So it's kind of fun when we enjoy that when you see um, 
missionaries and other ministers that are doing some things. So it was a special blessing for me. But, you know, what I want to do is I want to pray for Tanzania and over there in Africa and everything that they're going through and, and um, reaching the kids there in, in, in that. And then we have the buckets here for BGMC. And if you have something that you would like to provide for that, that would be great. And, um, and go to um, BGMC around the world as they support this ministries, these ministries. So, and then when I get done here, if you have something you'd like to give, just put, your, you know, put it up in the air. Maybe some of our kids here, if uh, we're going to excuse and we're going to go down to the, uh, the our kids, um, we're going to go down to the children's church there. And you guys can uh, can have the kids grab it and everything on the way down. So let's go ahead and pray. Lord Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you that you care about each one of us. Lord, we pray for uh, Tanzania right now. We pray that you'd pour out your spirit. We thank you for your provision and what you've done. We ask now that you would just minister to them, God, and bring those kids, bring the adults, bring everybody to to, to a saving knowledge of you, God. And that's why we do this, Lord. We ask that you would bless this offering, both gift and giver, for this. And we thank you now in your wonderful name. Amen. All right. So, children, we are going to be excused to Kids Church. So, if you have any, um, any funds, come on ahead and bring them on up here. And then also look around to see if there's anybody that has uh, some funds out there that would like to give. Give some there, so, okay? All right, Pastor? All right, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Doug. Thank you, kids, for helping out with the offering for the BGMC, Boys and Girls Missionary Crusade. We're excited about what you're doing for the kingdom of God with your giving, and thank mom and dad, too, because they probably emptied their pockets a little bit today. (laughs) All right. All right. Thank you so much. Well, we're going to do something different today. How many notice the platform looks a little different? Looks a little different. There's something going on up here, and uh, I'm going to share a little bit about what that is in just a few minutes. Before we do that, I'm going to have you do something that you're not expecting. I am going to ask you to group up in groups of four to six people. Four, five, six, no more than six, no less than four if you can help it. Uh, Three to six, I suppose, would be okay. And I want you to do this where you're going to sit with someone that you don't normally sit with. Okay, so mix, mix around. Everybody's going to have to stand up. You're going to have to move. And if there's someone here you don't know, sit with them. Find someone you don't know, someone you don't really have that. Now, husbands and wives, you're welcome to stay together as a couple. I think that's most appropriate. In just a few minutes, I'm going to start a countdown We're going to give you some time. Those of you in the back, you got those nice cushy chairs. Make sure there's nobody with just two people. Make sure you have groups of at least three, if not four or five. Moving around, moving around. There you go. Come on, some of you like aunts, uncles, brother, sister, you guys are cheating. Don't be sitting together. 
you, you can break off from that. That group's pretty big. We'll have to break that one up. That one's too big. How are we doing? Everybody's... All right. Go ahead, sit down. Sit down in your group. All right. Some of you just don't listen to the rules very well, but... <laughs> we'll... <laughs> well... All right. Now, now, I want you to imagine, if you will, how much easier that would have been if we had round tables and chairs for everybody. Wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, be praying about that. I believe God has given us a, a vision of what could be, at least temporarily or once in a while, where we would have more of a gathering of friends than a proclamation perspective. And that's what you do every Sunday. You listen to me tell you stuff. Well, we're going to break it up a little bit, and I'm going to have them start the timer. And go ahead, do the t- countdown. It's a 10-minute countdown, and here's your, here's your instructions. Those of you who were here last week may remember the message. If you don't, this will help ring, ring the, the bell of recognition. You as a group, find someone that will read Luke chapter 8, verse 25 through 39. If you're wondering what I just said, it's on the back of your bulletin. Luke chapter 8, verses 25 through 39. Read that as a group. And you don't, you know, it's not going to be a big, difficult thing. And I want you to think about this, all right? We talked about two major fears. The fear of God and the fear of sharing our story. I want you to read it as a group and ask each other this question. How were you able to apply overcoming irrational fear? How were you able to apply last week's message to last week? Overcoming irrational fear. You have 8 minutes and 50 seconds. Now ignore me while I say something to the online group. If you're online live, hopefully there's more than just one, do the same. Talk to each other, read the scripture, and ask one another, how were you able to apply this message last week? Overcoming irrational fear.
got just a little over five minutes to share how could you apply this or how did you apply this truth last week? If you have a large group, you may not get through everybody. And that's okay, but you know, just share how, how was I able to apply this to my life last week? If you end early, I would like for you to pray for each other. If you have a need, share it. Share your need and, and pray for one another uh, before we get on to the next step. If you don't have time for that, uh, when we get 30 seconds less or so, I will just pray a closing prayer. Maybe I'll wait for the whole 10 minutes. Some of you who are on the quiet side uh, might have to be a little more bold and speak up. Some of you who like to talk, you might have to stop. Let somebody else share just a little bit. we got two minutes left.
five, four, three, two, one. Okay, time is up. Everybody stay where you're at. Don't get too comfortable to move. Uh, you're going to have to do this again. Now, I'm going to explain real briefly uh, after I pray what we just did, okay? So if you can find a place where you're comfortable there, please sit down and, and uh, let's, let's turn our attention to the Lord. Let's give thanks for his goodness. And I'm going to pray for your needs real quickly. If you didn't have a chance to pray together, let me do that for you. Lord God, thank you for your goodness. We are so blessed to have you in our lives to guide us, to just love upon us, and to give us wisdom when we lack knowledge. You're, you're able to heal and, and intervene in the physical, in the emotional, in the mental, in the, in, in the spiritual. You are able to help us, Lord. Thank you for that. And we do lift up the needs that are represented here in person, but also online. Lord, you know the exact nature of each and every need. We give that to you. And we pray in Jesus' name that your will be done. Amen. Amen. What you just experienced is a pattern of how church used to be. The gathering of the brethren was regular. It was often. And when they would come together as a family of God, they didn't have a a pastor. They didn't have somebody that lectured and led in every aspect of the service. But they actually shared that burden together. There was different people that would take turns reading scripture and they would talk about God's word as a group and then they would go into their world, they'd practice what they learned and they'd come back with a testimony. God, God helped me to overcome my fear this week. Really, how did, that, how did that look? Well, I was afraid to tell the person behind the counter that I love Jesus, but I just knew in my spirit I was supposed to say that. And, and so I did, and I just shared my faith. I just said, you know what? God loves you, and I want to tell you that he loves me too, and, and I'm so excited to tell you about God's love. And, and so you can do these things overcoming fear, and it's discipleship. Discipleship is practicing what you learn. It's learning and growing in Christ. And what we just experienced was just a portion of what it was like in the early days of the church. This, this is something that is happening all across the world. This is happening in the third world countries especially where they don't have the freedom to worship together. And so they meet as small groups. They share a few scriptures. Nobody's a pastor. They simply say, here's God's word. What does this mean to you? What does this mean to me? How do we practice this? How do we do it? And they go into their world and they do it. And they come back and they share a story. This is what God did. And so that was the first portion of what is the pattern of discipleship that I think is important that we, are, we miss out on. And so the second portion of what we're going to do is going to have a lesson that I will bring. And I have given myself a time limit. <laughs> so don't worry. And I never, I didn't time this. I used to do that when I wanted the exact time. I didn't do this today, but Lord willing, I'm going to be within my time frame of about 15 minutes, maybe a little less, hopefully not much more, because I want to give you time to talk about what I share, okay? And so I'm going to look to uh, James chapter 1 in just a few moments. Before I do that, you'll probably notice I have stuff up here. 
And you're probably wondering, what am, I, what am I doing? Well, let me tell you what I'm doing. There's a story of a mother and her daughter where the daughter comes to mom and she's just flustered. She's upset. Things have been going pretty rough. Lots of adversity, lots of things just going on in her life that were just causing her stress. And, and she was grieving over it. She was angry and frustrated. And as she shared her story, mom got up, went to the kitchen, and she laid out some things in front of her daughter. And she said, what do you see here? And the daughter's like, well, I see carrots, I see eggs, and I see coffee. And of course, to make the story even better, we got Vikings coffee. <laughs> it, it's, it's anointed. <laughs> and, and so she, she looked at what the objects were, and then the mother did something kind of strange. She started a pot of boiling water for each of them. Now, I didn't do everything live. Some of this I already did ahead of time. But I did turn the coffee on, and it just percolated and finished. And she said to the daughter, what do you see with these things? And, and she said, well, I see the carrots, and if you listen... That went just as planned. That, that was a pretty firm carrot. It took a lot of strength to break this carrot, didn't it? But after it's been in a boiling water, it's soft and mushy. So she noticed that. She also noticed the eggs. And she saw the one egg... That was very pliable and usable. You can make a lot of things with this egg right here. But the other egg was just hard, no longer malleable. Its, its purpose was restricted tremendously. And of course, the last thing that she had was the coffee. And as we pull this coffee out without spilling... If you like coffee, mmm, Folgers. Doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> Unless you're a caribou fan, amen? It, well, I was, I was all out of my Vikings coffee. I just used it for a prop. I'm sorry. But what the mom said was, each of these items were exposed to the same adversity. One became soft, no longer strong, quite mushy, actually. And I personally don't like cooked carrots. The other became hard, no longer malleable, no, no longer able to be used with the purpose that it was made, other than the one thing, which was a hard heart. But the third was exposed to the same boiling water, if you will, and produced a sweet, wonderful-smelling aroma, rich coffee flavor, good for the soul. And so she asked the daughter, which one of these are you? As adversity comes, are you going to become mush 
losing the strength that God gave you? Are you going to become a hardened heart, no longer malleable? Or are you going to become something of rich, bold flavor that just senses and, 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 and shows the, the, the creative, wonderful power of God? And James chapter 1, verse 1 through 8, expresses that lesson. A servant of God, of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes in the dispersion, greetings. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And as I say, perfect and complete go hand in hand. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Verse 12. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test... He will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. God is going to bring us through fire. We are going to go through tremendous adversity. We have been going through challenges in this church. We've been going through extremely difficult times as family. You know your family. You know what you face. But as you put your faith and your hope in Jesus Christ, it can produce a rich, bold flavor of soul-ministering coffee. And I realize I don't want to put too much on the emphasis of coffee. But how does it affect you, the adversity that you face? Have you lost your strength? Have you become hardened of heart? God's word tells us that we should consider it joy. Why? Because it creates something in us that wouldn't have been created without the adversity. We are stronger for it. We are bolder for it. We are more Christ-like because of it. And the love that God has in us and through us is made more known through our adversity than through our comfort. Romans chapter 8, one of the most quoted scriptures in all of the New Testament, not as much as John 3.16, but it's often read. It says, We know that those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. Let me tell you bluntly, if you love God, the hell you just walk through He can use it for good. The adversity that the enemy meant to destroy you is something that will make you stronger. 
you will see the good in what the enemy meant to kill if you love him. And you are called according to his purpose. We, we get a little twisted up when we start thinking it's all about us. It's all about me. And we get angry because the stuff that happens to me isn't fun. It's difficult. It's challenging. And we start getting a little twisted with God and say, why are you doing this to me? We forget that we're not called according to our purpose. We're called according to his purpose. And when we embrace the love of God and we recognize who we are in him and we see that the adversity that we face is actually making us smell better, (laughs) taste better, become richly uh, satisfying in this world that we live, we see the good in the adversity we just went through. I want to encourage you to put your hope in Jesus Christ. Now, I say that to those who may never have accepted God as their Savior. They've never said, Jesus, I want you to be my Lord. But this also is true for the believer. Quit putting your hope in your goodness. Put putting your hope in your blessing and start putting your hope in him, no matter what. First Peter chapter 1, verse 6 through verse 9. In this you rejoice, there's that joy word, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you've not seen him, you love him. Though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. What is the promise of God about in relationship to faith? You will be with him for eternity. He didn't promise this life would be easy. He promised it would be hard. But through the hardness, through the trials, through the adversity, his love will reign over all. And the hope that you have in him cannot be touched. Because his hope and your hope are eternal. Adversity results in genuine faith, praise, glory, and honor. So, in conclusion, everybody go, oh, he said the C word. In conclusion, we all face adversity. Varying types, you're going to face a different adversity than I'm going to face. God has a plan for you. The enemy would love to use adversity to destroy our faith in God. God, on the other hand, uses the adversity we face to build us up. 
to make us strong, to lead us into a more perfect union with him. He uses it all for his good, which results in blessings of which we rejoice. We praise and glory and honor God. And so that concludes the message. I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to ask you to answer three questions as a group. Lord God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the adversities that we do face that build us up and bring us closer to you. They help us to realize our lives are about glorifying you and representing your love in this world. May it build us up as we walk in faith that we might become powerful testimonies in this community of which we live. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're going to have a 10-minute countdown. And I want you to answer the questions that are on the bulletin, and I'll read them for you. If you don't have the bulletin, if you're online, you, you can get the app that we do have available. But I'll read, the, I'll read these questions. Hopefully you re- recall them. What did you like most about the message? Everybody, the, these are 30-second answers for the first one, okay? What did you like most about the message? Everybody should get a chance to share. What does the message show about God? Okay, what does the message show about God? And lastly, how can I apply the message to my week? After you have done so, uh, the 10-minute timer should be done. Okay, so every now and then I'll throw out the question again just to make sure you remember. Timer is going. What did you like most about the message? Share.
Okay, don't forget the second question. What does the message show about God? What does the message show about God? All right, the last question is, how can I apply the message to my week? Share some specific ways that you can apply this message. Share details if you can. How can I apply this message to my week?
You got two minutes left for wrapping up your conversations. If you've already finished sharing, everybody's had a chance, maybe take time to pray for each other. As you uh, pray for God's help to apply this message of adversity, adversity's effect, may it make you a sweet aroma, a sweet sweet smelling aroma, sweet tasting, rich, bold tasting. Twenty seconds. Gonna wrap it up. Ten. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. Thank you so much for participating in a new way of doing church that is actually a very old way of doing church. Uh, if, you, if you've been with someone that you've never met before and you're all okay doing so, exchange information. Make sure you have each other's names. Maybe write down phone numbers if you're willing to contact each other through the week. I believe... I believe it's important that we know each other. And we're probably going to do this again. I, I really enjoyed watching you talk about God and share stories and laugh and pray. This needs to become something that we do regularly. I want to pray for you as we dismiss. Uh, thank you for having church with us today. Amen. Lord God, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the blessing of fellowship, honoring you, honoring one another. Thank you for this family. We want to become closer and, and be, become more interrelational, to be intertwined in such a way that we have the same heartbeat. Lord, may it be so. May your word penetrate to the very depths of who we are, to our soul, as we learn about you and as we apply your truth to this week, as we grow in our discipleship, as we become more like you, Lord. May your anointing be upon us all as we walk in faith. For every need, may it be met by you, Lord, I pray. 
and go before us as we go into our world, into our mission field, and bring us back together with joy that we can tell a story of what you've done for us this last week or this coming week. Lord, I pray that you will do miracles through your children in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Apply this truth to your life. I expect